schedule Saturday. On these airwaves, my name's Casey C., the voice of your valley. Merced's News Talk Station, 107.3 FM. 1480 AM, come on. KYOS. Merced County. All over the county. County of Mercy. Here in the uh, the wet and rainy month of November, huh? No, not really. Yeah, it's not very rainy, is it? Oh, let's see. I still have to do everything myself. Ah, we'll go out with that. Oh, so many things have happened since we've been apart. It's been a long time. I've uh, I've missed you. I have to say. But then in some ways, it's nice not having to wake up really early to do the news, come in at oh dark 30. But uh, the Saturday show was always a little different. You know, we got to talk and talk about things, see how they went the week before. And I've, uh, I've really missed that, really missed uh, coming to you. So many interesting things have happened here in the city, in the county. And it's, uh, well, you know, because of the elections, fairness and all that, we talked before I left that uh, it was, you know, we couldn't come on until, well, after the election. We're still waiting for after the election. You know, these mail-in ballots, my friends, I'll tell you what. It is, uh, we sit here on November 19th, 2022, a Saturday. And again, we're so happy to be back with all of you. Because again, without you, well, it's just me talking in a padded room, which, you know, when you think about it, it's not too far away from what what could be. But anyway, luckily you're out there and uh, hopefully you voted. Hopefully your vote is being counted as we speak. Still waiting for some some drops from the election department. But again, you know, they they have a lot to do over there. There was a little uh, consternation when the ballots were issued the first time in a couple of the districts here in the city of Merced. And uh, we'll probably talk about that a little bit. There was an editorial in the Merced County Times, our favorite newspaper. And again, you know, we didn't didn't have our weekly visits on Saturday to catch people up on things as we try to do. And of course, our reference material so many times is the Merced County Times. All of the Johns over there, Derby, Whitaker, Miller, whoever else they have. A lot of people oh, have the wrong, wrong pile here. Anyway, uh, they've done a, done a wonderful job chronicling a lot of the things that have gone on in the county while we, while we have been away. I'm trying to think of the last time we got together. I think it was early September when it was still uh, dry out there. Can you believe this weather? What an unbelievable run of no rain. I tell you, I really worry. They say the wet one's coming. I don't know when. I hope it's this year. Because the reservoirs are really, really low. The irrigation season ended, I believe, at the end of October. They got a little boost there from some late season rains. And we're, we're having some good, good accumulations up there in the Sierra. But uh, we, we really need more. 
course, water is a perennial issue. It seems to be here uh, very close. What is it, a week later? Not even a week from Thanksgiving. The 24th, next Thursday. I don't know if we'll, uh, I think we'll be here on the 26th. Why not? So many opportunities to do things for Thanksgiving. I hope people get out and spend some time with family and friends. I mean, that's really what it's all about. And the time of year, the holiday season is upon us. That started with October. Of course, we couldn't do our annual pumpkin contest. Really, really disappointing. You know, we've always enjoyed that. We've, we've always had a lot of entries into our annual pumpkin carving contest of local celebrities, typically one. Anyway, uh, here we are, Saturday morning. Lots going on. The Merced County Times has had some great coverage of some of the things that I've been involved in, along with a lot of other people. One of them was uh, covered on November 3rd issue. It was uh, entitled, Taking the Old Tractors Out for a Nice Country Ride. And uh, we, with a lot of friends, uh, Justin Pereira, Augie Scotto, they collect these antique John Deere tractors and show them off at local events. You've seen them at the county fair. They're all parked uh, there on that east end. There's the north entrance as you come in. What's that off of 10th Street, 11th Street, something like that. They're all right there. They usually take them on the parade through the midway, about 5, 5.30. All that old iron works. And there was about 30, 5, 40 tractors that we uh, took. I was uh, honored to be invited to drive one of the old tractors. Uh, from Merced here all the way out to Hopeton. It was just an absolute uh, wonderful, wonderful time. And the Merced County Times did a great job of highlighting the uh, ride. You can see a lot of Merced County at 14 miles an hour or slower. On the way out there, about halfway we stopped and they had the Snelling 4-H out there. Had a little table set up alongside the road, big area along a, along a, a farm. I think it was an orchard, almond orchard, if I remember. And we uh, stopped there for I don't know half hour. Had some they had uh, some refreshments, cookies, and stuff that they had made. Taking some donations. It was really, really a nice, nice, nice time. And then what they didn't uh, get rid of there, they ended up at the Merced River a few miles away when we made it there finally for lunch. And again, right on the on the Merced River, just such a beautiful, serene environment. The water uh, gently flowing. All of the wildlife and the, the greenery that water brings just really was there. Dairy, the Pereira family dairy. You, walk, you uh, go through the gates and bottle of milk on each side you know the big bottles that they used back in the day the milk cans just uh, really really quite an experience and it was a lot of fun it was a great way to take a a break from all of the hectic hustle and bustle and it was amazing how many people stopped and took pictures or waved as we were in this procession of uh, old iron and amazingly uh, held up and uh, made it there and back where some of these tractors are very well cared for and every nut and bolt has been gone through and there's some that are still in that process and it was just a lot of 
a lot of fun. There were some old vehicles also that trailed along. And again, the scene out there at the Merced River underneath these oaks that are, I can only imagine the number of years old they are. They're towering, providing shade for everybody. And it was really nice. Supervisor Pereira came out and gave a, a nice talk about the importance of ag in our valley and water and hopefully having God's blessing to keep those things continuing in our areas. They're so important to our heritage. And then we had a nice meal that was prepared by this very interesting barbecue that was set up to look like an old steam engine actually functioned. And it was really those old steam tractors. A lot of folks don't even know what those are, but they were quite the revolutionary thing back in the days, just after mules and horses and things like that. The power of steam, hot water. It was just amazing. It was an amazing day. And then we all drove back and made it back before nightfall. It gets a little dark, you know, there in November. Or excuse me, this was October. When was that? It was October, gosh, October of 2020. Well, that was the last time they did it. But uh, this one, let's see, November 3rd, I guess it was uh, right around the last part of October, just before Halloween. Before they change the time. Don't you love the time now? It's dark at 5 o'clock. Just absolutely, absolutely crazy. I thought we voted on that. So many people ask me, didn't we vote on that? We vote on a lot of things. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're still counting those votes, too. But anyway, it was it was just a wonderful, uh, wonderful, nice country ride, just like the article says out there in the paper. Uh, one of the photos there has got me on the on the old case. The uh, red and kind of a tan color and a lot of John Deere's, a lot of different, different uh, names of tractors that some, some brands not around anymore. Or they've been consolidated. And a beautiful picture there on the, on the cover again of the November 3rd Merced County Times issue. Everybody that, that drove out there, the tractors in the background. It's just a, just a pastoral, idyllic day in the valley and uh, something that, you know, when you think about it, it was done. <laughs> I mean, we were on a, uh, what was a dairy, all kinds of cows went down to the fence and all the little cows came up, you know, it takes a while, but they're so curious and they come up and they just surround you. And pretty soon you're, you're petting them. It's, it's, uh, it was just, you know, something that happens every day here in our community out on the little country roads. And we, and we just kind of get used to it, I guess. We, it's like living living in the ocean, uh, by the ocean. I lived in San Diego for a lot of years, and you know, it's not like you go to the ocean every day. People plan their whole year around going there for a few days, and yet we get uh, a little, I think, complacent sometimes, just take it for granted, and don't realize, don't realize truly how fragile, how fragile it is, and it's, uh, it's, a truly, a, it's truly an ecosystem that has been built has been fostered by generations of families over years and investments of billions and billions of dollars, trillions, I'm sure, in today's dollars to replicate the systems that we have and driving again over the little canals and across the farmland at, at 14 miles an hour, you really get to see what we're made of. So it was a very special day. There's uh, other things coming up, as you know. The uh, Christmas time, as we talked about, the holiday time is here. Christmas parades are uh, coming out in full force next Friday. 
before we meet again, December 2nd, 7 o'clock, that's right, Atwater's annual Christmas parade. I went there last year. It was, it was, <laughs> I was going to use a term, but it was very crowded. Let's just say that. It starts at Winton Way and Grove Avenue, makes a left on Broadway, and ends at the historic Bloss Mansion, which I understand. I think they decorate that for Christmas also. They put in the uh, Christmas trees and all of the fun stuff. If you want to participate in the parade, uh, get in the uh, the queue, if you will. The application fee is only 50 bucks, And I'm telling you what, that's probably the best view in the house. I don't know. It might pay just to pay fifty bucks and ride ride through the route, but of course you wouldn't see the other the other stuff. Forms are available at eleven sixty fifth street or events at atwater.org. There's also a phone number here. 209-357-632. I believe that's a zero. And again, the old town Atwater. Uh, helping with this, established in nineteen twenty two, and I know Brad Kessler is not that old. Hey, that's why it says 100 years of Christmas. Look at that, 1922. Let's do our MCOE math together, my friends. You know that Steve Teachin was a math teacher? Hard to believe. 2022, and then we take 1922. It's, it's, it's a simple deal. That's 122 years. No, that's 100. 100 years old. Excuse me. The Christmas classic. So, again, you don't want to miss this Friday. And then I understand... The City of Mercy, the City of Merced, December 3rd, I believe, I don't have anything on that, I believe is our Christmas parade here uh, in downtown Merced. You know, the other fun thing, oh, we got to go out of this break. I'll tell you the end quick. We'll be back. Uh, what do we got to do here? Ah, that we got to do. We'll be back in just a little bit. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley. Back in the saddle. Merced's News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Stick with us. Un momento, por favor. for nothing baby except right here you can trust me oh i hope so yes saturday morning citizen watch my name's casey steed the voice of your valley on merced's news talk station 107.3 fm 1480 am kyos hey uh, gone for so long little rusty Got to get back into these uh, in and outs. Oh, Dave Luna. I never missed a beat. Here every, every morning. I missed him. Not coming in. Not coming in that early to do the news. 
Did you notice I was gone? Maybe nobody noticed I was gone. Maybe they think, hey, you, you, went, you went somewhere? You did something? Hard to believe. Hey, here it is, November 19th, 2022, segment two. That's right. One in the can. Hey, we were talking about uh, some fun I had along with a bunch of other people. Uh, Augie Scoto. Joe, Joe wasn't there. He was, he was out of the country doing something. On vacation, uh, well deserved after the after the harvest. Again, this is what we do, folks. Is agriculture? It's what we do. You know, I tell you, I have so many, so many uh, papers here, so many, so much reference material. Anyway, uh, we were talking about that fun, fun, fun tractor ride, fourteen miles an hour across the uh, across the country over the Franklin Bridge. Oh, it was just so wonderful. You get used to that clutch, you know, those old tractors. Uh, you're not talking this modern. You know, auto drive, you know, the hydraulic everything. No, the, you're the hydraulic pump. Your knees, your arms, you know, you're trying to keep that thing alive, not, you know, not kill it in the middle of the intersection. You know, that that really looks bad. But uh, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. I do that every day. And, you know, that's what people did. They did that every day. I remember at the Courthouse Museum, we drove the uh, some of the old iron over there for the uh, initial day, you know, the first day, how the first day is of a, of a, of a museum, you know, the big, big, big thing, you know, a lot of people came out and it was, uh, what was it? It was tractor dealers of Merced County, which is just amazing, but really not. When you think about where agriculture got its start here in the Valley, Holt, uh, you know, Caterpillar, all that stuff right here in the Valley, North of us. So, uh, many, many innovations. A lot of people, of course, a lot of stuff went back in the Midwest, you know, John Deere and the, you know, Kansas and all that, you know, scraping that dirt, you know, with, uh, what do they use? Some paddle thing that it was a real big deal. You know, somebody figured out how to <laughs> how to get out of this backbreaking labor. Anyway, it was uh, this old tractor that Joe and uh, Augie Scotto brought over there, and it had a flywheel, and you had to crank it. Steel wheels, man, that thing was loud when it ran over the ground. Anyway, uh, you had to you had to get the flywheel just right, you know, and then give it that last little uh, that last little tug, you know, that push against the built up compression there in the uh, cylinder. You know, it was probably the size of a I don't know, size of a coffee can you know big old piston in there one lung chugging away and uh, it took them a while it took them a while and everybody's standing on the steps you know they're they're around the courthouse they've got the street blocked off you know there's all the tractors down end street and here's joey out there trying to get this thing going you know chug, 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 you know, chug, chug. and then one more time chug, chug, chug. and then you know and then had to get it going again and he's out there sweating you know had to take a take a moment because that flywheel is heavy and you and you thought about I thought about that and a lot of people did you know that's how it was in the fields in the morning getting that thing started and going out and doing your work and if it didn't start well that's why it was about the tractor dealers of Merced County they got a lot of a lot of work so anyway it's what we do it's what we uh, what we are and it was uh, it's just it's so it's so interesting uh, some of that old iron you wonder you know how are they going to replace that with a battery I don't I don't know I'm not saying they can't but. Uh, <laughs> Some of that horsepower it has. And the other thing that happened very recently was Veterans Day. That's right, November 11th. It never changes. Always the always the same day. There was a wonderful parade downtown in Merced. I'm sure there were parades elsewhere. And uh, I was honored to be invited to sit on one of the floats. Did not have to walk. It was a wonderful ride. Got to see all the people. I thought there'd be a few more people, but hey, I understand. Uh, a lot of people are doing things. And, uh, boy, they have this John Deere 
green Christmas insert in the Merced County Times. All these fun tractors. Look at all of this stuff. Only available at John Deere dealers. Wow. You know, you go to the auctions and every once in a while they'll have one of these tractors you can ride on. Always brings a lot of money. I've never seen a catalog for these things. Oh, that's interesting. Anyway, uh, Veterans Day Parade. Uh, downtown Merced started way down there at 16th Street and Yosemite Parkway. And we, uh, where, where did we make the turn? I think it was right there at N Street, right past the El Capitan. And uh, very well attended. You know, there was a lot of people on the sidewalks. I thought there'd be a few more, but again, and then they had the jets fly over from uh, Lamore. That was really, uh, that was really impressive. And then, of course, all the folks in their uniform. We were in front of an old army jeep, uh, a real army jeep, which, again, pretty austere. Uh, some of those vehicles back in the day in the war, you know, it's just point A to point B. There was no bulletproof glass. It doesn't look like those uh, MRAPs or whatever they whatever they drive around then. It was pretty it was pretty open. It looks like an episode of MASH or something. But uh, it was an honor uh, to be in that. And again, the uh, the day was just perfect. The weather started out a little cool, a little crisp, but uh, it was absolutely wonderful and uh, very well attended. It was a lot of fun riding on the back. Uh, of this vehicle, hoping to God that you weren't going to slip off onto the pavement, which would be very embarrassing. But there was a nice picture uh, in this week's Merced County Times of of uh, myself on this uh, huge truck, which uh, was just very, very nice. As you know, there has been uh, an election. We are still waiting uh, for some of the results. Some of the results are very, very very close and they change and they go back and forth and i think uh to opine on that is it's just a little early i hate to say it i think that uh this vote by mail uh people are really i don't know it seems to me that you know maybe when it was during the pandemic that was one thing but uh i, I don't know just this taking so long uh to find out some of the results because they're so close which i guess that's the way that's kind of the way democracy works, this representative form of government we enjoy, which uh, the voting day being November 8th, you had to wait so many days after that. I believe it was eight days here in California. could be wrong uh, to get the ballots back in, if you will. Maybe it was seven days that were postmarked by November 8th. There was no voting allowed after November 8th, as far as I know. <laughs> I don't think so. I know you could get your ballot back in. There was, uh, you know, folks that had to do, uh, you know, signature verifications, those type of things. But I believe all of the countable ballots had to be uh, in some sort of uh, mail system or something with a postmark by November 8th or in the system. And there was a lot of ballots that were turned in a few days before election here in the county of mercy that uh you know have not been counted i don't know in the recent batch the recent uh number and then some of these state races where you have assembly uh, congressional races that are, are extremely tight i mean i just can't believe how tight some of these races are and the uh, again it goes back and forth and i think it would be a little premature to uh, to opine on that but uh, there's Madera County, there's Stanislaus County, Fresno County uh, that are involved in some of these races. And when they release their numbers and the numbers that have yet to be counted, it makes it just a really dicey uh, situation to try to discern. So hopefully we will be able, you know, election season is, 
is turned into the last three months of the year, uh, almost, uh, hopefully December 8th is the date that they have to certify the election. Let me look on my handy MIT calendar here. December 8th is a Thursday. It's after December 7th, and I know that's a... No, the day of living infamy. And so that's going to be the uh, the big day here in Merced County. And as you know, there's been some concerns over there at the Registrar of Voters Office uh, early on in the... Uh, in the balloting process when they were released of some misinformation, some missing information on quite a number of ballots. And it wasn't, it wasn't one or two or maybe, you know, two or three hundred or, you know, maybe even two or three, you know, well, thousand. No, it was four thousand, two hundred and, and some odd ballots between Merced City Council District 4 and Merced City Council District 6. Uh, there was a few more ballots in District 4 that were misprinted, misissued. Uh, well, it was just a mistake, a bad mistake. And uh, I know that the county has taken some sort of responsibility for it. The communication has been a little sparse, at least to the folks affected by it. But again, I'm sure that it'll all work out, I hope, in the end after the analysis is done. And this is what makes it difficult at this point is when you still have balance, uh, ballots trickling in, even as this week, as late as this week, it's hard to uh, do that analysis correctly uh, without all the information. So thereby, the process gets drawn out. And a, a process that normally is drawn out anyway when there's a, uh, a big problem that happened in this election early on down there in District 4 and 6, and there were some other areas of the county uh, then it just makes the process longer than, than what it should be. And hopefully it won't have a, a detrimental effect on some of, the, some of the upper ballot races. You know, when you issue two ballots to the same individual and uh, the instructions about how to maybe fill out the second one aren't as clear as they could be, uh, hopefully it won't lead to confusion on the races that the person may have already voted on and would not vote in that second ballot. But again, we have yet to see the analysis uh, by the county, and I'm sure that will be forthcoming. You know, one thing I wanted to mention before uh, I t uh, we get out of this break or get out of this segment, there was a, another wonderful event that was held at the, uh, at the Merced Theater. And it was the Merced Theater Foundation's fifth annual gala. And the title of it was Seasons of Love, and Michelle Allison, who is just a, a beautiful soul, a beautiful person here in Merced and, and is involved in so many things, uh, invited me to be the MC that night for her portion of the program, uh, which was a, a, a very, very, uh, very, very, very just wonderful uh, night of music and song. I think we had, there was 14 songs on the playlist that she was part of her sang. There was a uh, some singers there. There was strings. There was horns. It was just absolutely beautiful keyboard. It was it was really really nice, and it was a wonderful evening. I was very very honored to be a part of that. It was absolutely wonderful. A dinner. They had all the tables set up on stage, and it was really uh, kind of special that way. You got to go up on stage and have a different view. And it's amazing how small that stage is. 
when you're down in the audience, it looks pretty big, but it uh, and it is. And of course, it's real high up there, and you can see all the the curtains and all of the mechanisms how they how they make the magic. And it was a beautiful dinner, I believe. Uh, Five Ten Bistro uh, made that. Matter of fact, I know they did, and it was just melt in your mouth uh, food, just absolutely wonderful. I had taken a friend, Aurora Barbosa, who used to sing in the San Francisco Opera. Just a beautiful, beautiful person, and she was really impressed by the music and. Michelle and all of the singers, she connected with one of the other singers there. And it was just really a special night. So I want to thank everybody that made that happen uh, for myself and Aurora and everybody that went. And again, the dinner, the entertainment afterward, uh, the dessert. It was just unbelievable over there at our very own, our very special Merced Theater. Of course, Art was there, Mr. Kamengar. It was just absolutely uh, a wonderful time. A lot of the who's who of Merced. And it was uh, just just a beautiful, beautiful event. Oh, we got to get out of here. Tell you, the time goes quick. Goes real quick. They did not play this kind of music that we're going to go out with uh, that night. It was not that kind of that kind of show. Anyway, here we are. Uh, this is this kind of show. Citizen Watch. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley. On Merced's News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Hey, stick with us through the break, and we'll be right back with you. Just you and me. That's right. Every Saturday morning, my name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley. Merced's News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Just you and me, baby. Every single Saturday. Well, it's been a while. But uh, we are back together. Can't stay away from each other. Let's see, third and final segment of the hour. I've been so fortunate to be able to muddle my way through. You know, you got to get back into the swing of things. Uh, back in the swing of things, we talked about the wonderful Merced Theater. What a what a great venue! It was so such a pleasure to be on the on the system over there. A lot of wonderful people that evening. Uh, what else is happening? What do we want to talk about? What are my notes? Back in the saddle. Yeah. Somewhat. Virus-free Studio C. Hey, does anybody remember the COVID? Nothing much really uh, Nothing much really transpired on that in the two months we were gone. I did ask some questions of, uh, of some of the officials that were involved in that. And I said, hey... Is it true that we're going to have any kind of uh, mandatory, any kind of vaccination requirement for the kiddos going into school? No, 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 no. Nothing whatsoever. No mandatory. No, you got to do this. You got to, other than the, uh, what, MMR, the mumps, measles, rubella, the whatever the, whatever other numbers, what is it? Oh, the PPP, PPV, the human HPV, that's it, excuse me. 
all those things that, uh, that you're supposed to immunize the kids for, but I guess not necessarily the COVID-19. And I was talking further. I said, well, you know, there's been some studies that have shown it really didn't uh, prevent uh, child mortality that much, you know, spread of infection, all that. And the person told me, he goes, well, it was mostly for the teachers. It was for the staff. And uh, the comment was, hey, you know, I, I signed up to teach third grade not to die, you know, teaching, uh, you know, coloring or, or whatever. And I, I, I got it. I got that. I really did get that. And I, I know the drive in sometimes to school can be a little dicey, especially on the 405 if you live down in Southern California. But the point is that it seems that the protection of the child wasn't the overriding concern, but more so the staff and grandma and grandpa. I mean, you heard that, you know, if you go visit and, you know, give granny a big kiss next thing, you know, she's, uh, well, I, I guess that did happen. Not to, I'm not making light of that, but it was, uh, you know, it's, it is a, uh, it is a, one of those act of God type of things. This, this whole outbreak, who knows, who knows what really, uh, what really happened. That was uh, some of the discussion too, you know, is where this thing originated from. And the reality is that it's going to be with us for a long, long time. So it's nice to see that at least we can get back to normal in the in the academic setting for our children because they suffered, as you know, a great, great deal during COVID-19. The scores, absolutely horrible here in the Merced City school system, as well as others around the state. It was a, an abysmal failure, this distance learning uh, I heard from the superintendent in another interview recently that uh, this will never happen again. We will never, ever, ever uh, go back to distance learning, uh, into the remote learning, the, you know, park a school bus idling in your neighborhood so you have Wi-Fi. None of that. I wonder what happened to all the equipment. Remember all the hotspots, the, the laptops, the this, the that? I don't know. You know, you probably can recycle that, you know, get some, a couple of bucks for that. Also, before we leave the election issue, I just wanted to talk about a letter to the editor that was in the Merced County Times. It was way back on November 3rd, way, what was that, like three weeks ago. And it was in regards to the uh, malfeasance down there at the elections department, the mishandling of 4,200 ballots sent to the wrong houses, in some cases not sent to houses they were supposed to be, basically not knowing the district boundaries after they were given to them by the city of Merced and sending ballots that were incorrect to these folks and then having to send out another 4,200 ballots in District 4 and 6, Merced City Council race, which uh, there's a really close race there in, in District uh, 6 at this point right now, just a few uh, votes uh, difference in the in the two candidates. And it's hard to say uh, really what this air, uh, this grave air over at the Merced County Elections Department means but uh, Carol, Carol Salmeri wrote in a uh, in the November 3rd edition of the Merced County Times on the insight page it's a letter to the editor and the title of it is elections department is hard working has hard working dedicated staff and I don't you know take any issue with that I'm sure they do even though this error was uh, inexcusable and this is uh, backed up by the new uh, chief executive officer, the new CEO over at the, at the county that said that this will not happen again. It shouldn't have happened. And it's a fact that it did happen. And Carol, uh, you know, she kind of gets into the weeds here uh, way down in the uh, way down in the body of her letter. She said, we already had serious damage to our democracy 
remember January 6th, and I'm, I'm, I'm going back to my mind, January 6th of this year? No, she's talking about 2020. Uh, we already have voter suppression in our county, and it wasn't caused by an error in the Merced County District 4 and 6 ballots. So she admits we have voter suppression in our county. It wasn't caused by an error in the Merced County District 4 and 6 ballots. I don't know where it w- was caused by. Voters would be wise to understand the entire voting process before assuming voter fraud. A voter can go online and follow their ballot about where's my ballot and voter assistance is open for 11 days. Then she says, I have worked for the Merced County Elections Department for over 10 years. And the county supervisors won't defend the elections registrar Darlene Ingersoll and all of the dedicated and hardworking people there. I will. They work tirelessly for months, making sure the election process is run seamlessly and, above all, fairly. In addition, election volunteers are properly trained on the computer and in person so as to be aware of all the ins and outs of the voting process. Except where 4,200 voters live. They're not quite sure about that process, which is a fact. There's no conspiracy there. There's no January 6th. I think she's talking about January 6th of 2020. So instead of fueling conspiracy theories and riling up the people in their districts, the candidates would have been better served to calmly tell their voters what happened and that the new ballots would have had the proper candidate's name and to vote their preferences. I would vote for that candidate and not the one using the words and phrases geared to ensure that that if they lose, they can claim the election was a fraud and not because the voters didn't vote for him. There were no women running in any of these seats that she's talking about. So I don't know who she's talking about. Election deniers are tiresome people, and they are the ones voters should be wary of in this election, not the elections department. There was no nefarious intent on behalf of the person or persons who made the error in the District 4 and District 6 ballots. Of course, we all know that if a candidate loses, the election was a fraud. But if that same candidate wins, the election was the best ever. What we as voters need to understand is is conspiracy theories aside, we need to vote because of our vote because our vote counts and is counted at our local Merced County Elections Department. So get out there and vote. And I again don't disagree with her that you should get out there and vote it and vote, but you should have the uh, the correct ballot. And I think that's the whole uh, point of some of the pushback against forty two hundred wrong ballots. No fraud. It was just wrongly done. Now, the intent of why these ballots were not directed in the first place to the right people is the subject of a criminal investigation. I don't know if Mrs. Sal Mary is aware of that, but the sheriff addressed, or excuse me, the Board of Supervisors addressed this way back in September when this issue first came up and included or inferred Uh, Very, very vociferously that they wanted a full investigation, a transparent investigation by an outside agency. And there was a criminal uh, component to that. So I don't know if this was just a simple keystroke error. And while I know they're hardworking and dedicated staff over there, uh, they also brought back uh, the former registrar, Barbara Levy, on an interim basis uh, to help rectify and bring back some credibility to this department after this grave and unfortunate error that gives a black eye to not only the election department, the county of Merced, but this election. And to say that it doesn't is uh, to, uh, well, 
I don't think you're looking at everything in the correct light. And again, I understand the biased view, especially working down there. You want to believe that everything you do, everybody is rowing the boat in the same direction. But in this situation, it wasn't. It wasn't caught. There weren't any spot checks. There weren't any checks and balances to make sure that 4,200 people uh, had the correct ballot in the right election. And in an election where there are some very, very tight numbers, as uh, folks know, I think that uh, those are critical. Not even so much the district race, but the upper ballot issues uh, in those races or in those uh, districts, which affect all of us, the congressional, the assembly, uh, some of the proposition measures. If they're very, very close, you have to uh, hope that the correct ballot was filled out completely and turned in. And those are some of the things that we're waiting for prior to the December 8th certification date. So I don't think it's a conspiracy theory uh, to bring out facts. And the fact is that there were 4,200 ballots that were misdirected, did not have the right names, did not have the right candidates. And that was just in the city of Merced in District 4 and District 6. That did not include the other issues that were uh, throughout the county in a couple of different areas, specifically on the west side. And that does not uh, address the issues that happened in the primary election over there at the Registrar of Voters. So maybe we'd want to include that in any critique uh, going forward to make sure that these, this doesn't happen again. And those were the words from the CEO, uh, the new chief executive officer over there, uh, the county executive officer over there at the county of Merced. It was his words, not mine that this should not have happened. It's inexcusable. There's no excuse for it. And I think, again, that's evidence why they brought back Barbara Levy to, again, uh, restore some semblance of order. You know, she worked many, many, many years to build up a reputation of uh, not only her leadership ability, but what she left behind, the systems she had in place, the confidence that people have. There were a lot of changing things that happened under her tenure with the mail-in balloting. We were one of the first counties to try that along with Fresno, I believe. It was a very difficult thing for people to understand. There was a lot of growing pains, a lot of things she still would have liked to uh, got in place. One of the things is where you sign your envelope on the back and everybody in the world gets to see it as it goes through the postal system. A lot of people don't like to do that, so they don't vote. Again, there's a lot of things that uh, that she made improvements on to see that uh, destroyed in a period of months after she moved on, after she retired, is disheartening. And I am so happy that she came back to help uh, to run, uh, to guide this election process uh, through the uh, certification and, and hopefully a little bit beyond. Because what's happened over there at the elections department is, is nothing short of malfeasance to let this go on again. If it was a couple of hundred ballots, maybe I could understand uh, Miss Salmary's letter, but this is something that's pervasive. Uh, this isn't the first time that uh, there's been uh, hiccups over there in elections, and hopefully this will get re resolved. And there's no conspiracy theory. There's no sour grapes. There's nothing like that of the sort. It's just the cold, hard facts. And some people, well, I can tell you from experience, they don't like it. But we're out of time for this segment. The last segment of Citizen Watch for this morning, we're going to have the bonus half hour 
And we will be talking about the city council meeting. That's right, the Merced City Council meeting. They go on. They'll be having one on the 21st. Monday coming up, we'll talk a little bit about the agenda in the bonus half hour. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley. On Merced's News Talk Station 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. See you later. Hey.